When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What up, what up? It is Wednesday night. It is Lulz Live. I am coming off the heater of a lifetime and maybe not coming off. I'm still within it. Uh, Brian, how are we doing? How long? Good, good. How's that? How long will this heater last then? I actually meant to ask you ahead of time, like, because you're, if you assume, like, just assume that I'm like a break even player or maybe that I have the slightest edge. What are the odds, do you think, of finishing first or near first in that tournament and back-to-back nights, like in a 60,000 person, 20 max tournament. Slim to none. Like, I don't know. Like it's yeah. like, it has to be an absurd number. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tough. I mean, technically it's a little higher in showdowns cause you're, you're tying. Right. A lot more, but um, yeah, I guess that would be quite well, a bit. The thing, the thing to that. So like, you know, having the lineups and then I, you know, I put them in the 25 cent, the $1, the $3. And so I don't feel strongly about one of my hundred lineups more so than the other. So as I've learned from, from you and Alex and all you other sickos, it's just, just randomize the lineups. It doesn't matter which one you put in. And so to twice to have that, my best lineup be in the highest dollar, biggest payout contest, like even that alone, each night was a 20% chance, a one in five that I had it in the three. So right there, that's a 10% chance just having the right lineup. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty lucky. <laughs> um, I think Alex actually, Alex does order his, his lineup. Yeah. So I think based yeah. on, based on the uh, tournament, uh, I, I'm a little more random than he is there. Well, that, I was yeah, yeah, that's super. That's super random. But I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it. I don't think it's that. As long as you're you, you weren't uh, super dupe heavy, heavy, which was the most important thing. Well, the the second night I wasn't duped at all. In that, right. yeah. I mean, uh, some of your lineups were duped, I'm sure, but yeah, definitely. As long as you keep them reasonable. Yeah, in the uh, I was talking. I talked to Drew Dinkmeyer on my show on Friday. And he said his process was like yours with his, like he makes his 150 set and then just puts it in everything and doesn't care if it's in a single entry or three max or he's not. Cause we had talked about that a little bit of like, 
you're hand selecting like which lineup you want and which contest field size. Yeah, I do it a little. I do a little bit more than that, but um, I don't go crazy with it. You definitely can. I'm sure um, it would just be an extra layer of of work. And I'm not sure. I mean, eventually, maybe I'll get around to it. <laughs> I, well, I guess I, I haven't at this point. I forget if I had said this on previous shows. I've done too many shows. I can't keep track of it. But I had asked, I had slid into DraftKings Assist DM, and I was like, can you please in your CSV export include the contest size as a column? Because they have like the ID, the buy-in, the name, and then obviously the space to, to put your put your guys. And this is theoretically, if you were using an optimizer, what you would do. I, of course, hand build all of those lineups would never need to worry about CSP. <laughs> I caught myself there. Um, but it would be really nice to have the contest size right there because then, uh, then it would be easier if you were pulling over from data and say you had sorted your lineups by percentage owned or whatever. Yeah. The, the thing is though, like the, the difference between like your first lineup and your 150th lineup, there's not as much difference as people think. Like your your EV is pretty pretty darn close on a lot of those. Mm-hmm. The, uh, um, I mean, like baseball might be a little bit different because you're making so many different lineups. Like, and you know, some teams can vary a decent amount, but I guess I mean, even there, I don't think it's that different. Like, probably like your first to like 400th lineup is probably not even that much different. Even though obviously it's like eight different players or whatever it depends on the sport. Uh, you know, it's only a point or two a lot of the times. Yeah. But uh, it, it wouldn't be DFS, Brian, if we weren't all allowed to massively overthink uh, how much uh, influence we have and when these are all like micro, micro edges to begin with. Well, I mean, like there, there is the edge is there and that's what you're, what you're, what you're trying to go for. It's just the pocket of those 150 or whatever that you're, you're trying to get in. Yeah. Um, Cause if you just go to an optimizer and click, uh, you know, crunch 150 lineups, you're going to, you're going to funnel money. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. We got the chats going. Um, Sean Michael wants to know if there's any DFS Twitter drama this week. It seemed like a pretty quiet week to me. Not too much. I mean, did anything catch your eye, Brian? Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if we want to talk about it. I, I don't really want to talk about it, but this is your show too. So you're more than welcome to, I know you, know, you, well, you just said there was nothing that caught your eye. I'm like, yes, there was. Uh, uh, well, hey, let's just not, I don't know. Yeah. The, I mean, I'm sure the people would love, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I, I like Tuttle's tweet about, <laughs> about how much you yeah. want to come back to Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have no problem talking about it. It's just like, I don't know, maybe <laughs> our chat. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, what's interesting to add? Maybe we'll, we'll comment on it. How about yeah. That? It's more something to, uh, to reference as opposed to doing a deep dive expose on. Okay. There you go. Um, young Stokas in the chat. He's coming in hard with a question. GPPs. Is it better to stack a higher total game with high ownership or, or oh a low owned game with high I can't tell what he's saying a high total game with high ownership or stack a middling total that's low owned okay I got you so he's talking about like last week the Atlanta Dallas game that was going to be extremely popular or targeting a game that doesn't project to score as many points but people aren't going to own it because of that hmm 
Um, I mean, it's. I guess it depends on the slate and the the yeah the other options available to you. So, like, well, let's do the specific slate then. So, what was it? What, what is it last well, week? Let's let's use yeah. this. Week. Let's use this week for example. So, okay. Seattle Seattle Dallas. That's going to be probably the chalkiest game. It has. I'm guessing. Let me pull up the odds. One of the higher over unders on the week. Um and and they're also chalky. And they're also going to be chalky. All those guys are going to be really popular. So he's saying a game like that, or let's see if we can find um, a game with a middling total that we don't think is going to be as high scoring here. I am pulling up some odds. There's Arizona, Detroit is high, 55. Um, Minnesota, Tennessee. could be Minnesota, Tennessee. Let's do that one. Um so he's saying, would you rather have like the premium options in a middling total game? Like say you're Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, yeah. Derrick Henry at palatable ownership, or do you, is it so important to be on that game that could go for 60 plus points? I mean, I let my process and the work I've done before the season figure that out for me. So on some slates, on some slates, this is why I like, preaching have the same process each week or like as close as you can because then on some slates you'll take the rocky stack in baseball when they're at home right and on some slates the same process it shouldn't take the rockies every single time and in football it shouldn't just take the chalk highest own every time um you know obviously that's a lot harder to to build out that process than it is for me to just say go do it um, but I don't think you can really make a harder, fast rule. Uh, one thing I, this kind of reminds me of that's an interesting thought is um, some lineups are harder, and this applies to all sports. Some lineups are just harder to get to because of like salary constraints. So like guys might like last week, Tyreek Hill was like a little overpriced and a kind of slightly under owned. And so you could kind of, if you're especially if you're a professional hand builder like Pete here, you could uh, you could kind of you know construct lineups where guys are a little harder to get to in combinations, and that could be like less contrarian without really val- uh, sacrificing any like points EV. Yeah, and just like in a simple like the way I was thinking about it last week, it's like okay, if you want to stack up the Dallas Atlanta game, like knock yourself out, but then you probably shouldn't play Zeke, Derrick Henry, and Jonathan Taylor as your running backs too. Like that's going to basically be a cash game lineup that everybody ha- has. So maybe you go really off the ball or off the board a little bit with some of your running back plays, so you have some guys in there that are sub five percent ownership. I think that's the way to think about it. Is there's you can play basically any play. It's just how does it round out the rest of your lineup? And are you finding a few spots to get unique is kind of how I've been thinking about it for hand-built lineups. Yeah, I was watching uh, the Swolecast a little bit earlier uh, when you guys were on, and uh, Maddox said something like he builds uh, with a 4,800 cap. I so think he might have been joking, but he did. He did serious. Was he? Serious. Yeah, it seems serious to me. It could could it could not be? Because well, let's let's just assume it was serious for a second. I was the thing I was thinking was like, how many dupes does he normally get in the Millie Maker? 
And well, I'm checking what... right now to see how many dupes there were, period. Um, but, I mean, you know, dupes are different in different sports and different uh, styles, classic and showdown, et cetera. So, like, they're not as important in a lot of them. And on different sites, too. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to that point, and that's what, like, playing all of those DFS sports – over quarantine that I'd never played before, like League of Legends, like MMA, helped illuminate for me why how I thought about NFL ownership was so bad. Because before this year, that's really all I played was NFL DFS. And I liked to galaxy brain and be contrarian. And that's just the way my brain, you know, I was like, oh, everyone's on this play, so I can't play it. And then realizing that, you know, my your main goal is to have as many points as possible and not be duplicated in a lineup that really helped crystallize to me that you don't have to be contrarian at every spot. You can, whereas when we play MMA, which is, as we've talked about a broken format with so many duplicates, like you do have to get pretty creative to make sure your lineups aren't duped and that they, they have some positive expected value. So here I'm looking at week two's Millie maker. Okay. Uh, $20 buy-in. So, one guy duped himself 150 times. So <laughs> obviously a train. And then if you get rid of him, the next highest was 88. Um, and then 86. And then it really kind of drops off. And that, I mean, the majority of lineups are not duped. There's so many different combinations. Here, let's let's see. So what? Let, let's say less than three uh let's see how many that is okay okay yeah 13 so out of the 130,000 lineups 126,000 were two or less dupes so like the vast vast majority yeah um i mean he might he maybe he was joking but let's just assume he wasn't he might do it just as some sort of built-in contrarian method too yeah i don't know but yeah, if you're playing the Millie Maker in football, like even if you do nothing, like you might have one of those 80 line 80 lineup dupe trains in there. I mean, you have like let's say you put a little bit of randomness in there and just use Alex's projections. You might not even you might just that you might a couple of them might have probably wouldn't even be that bad. I'm not suggesting you do that strategy, but I don't <laughs> know if I would totally fear dupes. Yeah. In the NFL. I saw what was what so you know DraftKings has been doing their like rainmakers thing with the whatever their celebrities playing DraftKings lineups and I don't even understand how the contest is supposed to work but Pauly D uh, of Jersey Shore fame had the best lineup of any of the whatever the celebrities and it was like this really really nice cash game lineup and then I saw some people in the comments saying it was the exact cash game lineup that Chris Raybon from the action network had like posted in one of his articles. So it seems like Paulie just ripped off his cash lineup and put it in the, uh, in the contest and had a great day. <laughs> so there you go. Chris Raybon's lineup was duplicated by a former Jersey shore cast member. Well, this, he, so he couldn't even pick like his own. He had, he had no idea who to pick. Or do you think he was like trolling him? I think he was just like, oh shit, DraftKings paid me X amount of money to be an influencer for this thing. I have to make a lineup and then had his publicist like Google top week two lineup and sent him something that he put in. 
Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe Paulie's a grinder. Maybe he's up here like, you know, other alerts. Other reality TV shows have shown that they grind DFS. So it's not Um, unheard of. I'm going to pass along a question from your chat. I'm not sure if you're going to want to answer it or not. Brick, I noticed that in MMA, you have way lower dupes than other top players that I compare you to. Could you touch on how you were able to get so low duplication in MMA? Um, uh, just, uh, getting my hands dirty now. Um, yeah, I, the same way I build models and stuff like that. I use data and then figure out variables I think are important and guess at what variables I think are important or, and then, um, and then use that, use the, whatever that spits out when I'm happy with it to adjust my lineups. And maybe say what, why you think um, not being duplicate. I mean, obviously from like an intuitive sense, you want to have a unique lineup so you don't have to share prizes with other people. Mm-hmm. But why why do you think so many other people aren't going out of their way? Is it just is it just laziness or is it that people don't realize the negative expected value of having that many dupes? I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe they're right. Um yeah, I think I would rather play my st- style, but um, it could be that there's just not enough good lineups. So, like, if you knew for certain the probability of every lineup winning, for example, um, every lineup possible, there might just be in, like, some of these sports where there's only, you know, uh, 20, 20, 30 players, fighters, whatever, there might just – there might only be – 200 profitable lineups in that bunch because the, you know, whatever the opponents are so heavily favored is so, you know, so likely to win that you're just throwing money away by going less than that. So I'm assuming that would be, it's probably just laziness. I would guess laziness or ignorance, you know, not to me mean, I mean, just like ignorant of the fact that this is happening. Yeah. Um, And, uh, or, or the, what I just said, where they think there's just not enough good good lineups to go around. I guarantee some of them think that. I guarantee some of them think I was like, ah, I'd rather dupe with a hundred people than play this, this shitty lineup with this guy who might not even play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in like in a football showdown. Um, I'm I'm so I'm guessing those are kind of like the three mind frames for not trying to, yep. to go contrarian, but. As a hypothetical, again, to me, it makes intuitive sense with how top heavy the prize pools are that long term that you need to win some of those to make it EV. And and to have that happen, you need to not be sharing them with too many people. That said, if the payout structures were much smoother, would that re- lower the bar for how unduplicated you'd need to be? Uh, maybe it would change it a little bit, but... Um, I mean, even when they're low, you, you said this yourself the other day on one of your thousand shows that I was watching, uh, um, I think in your single entry where you missed, where you're like, man, even if I took top 10, it was like an extra $200. Like even in these smooth payouts, it's still all the money's the top three, top four. Yeah. So if you take fifth and the top three lineups are duped 80 times each, you're not getting shit. Yeah. Um, it's also a high risk, high reward strategy, and that scares people, rightfully so. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I, that probably changes a little bit, Peter. I don't know. I'd have to look at it and do the math, but yeah. like, it's, I doubt it changes that much. I, I, you don't, you don't want to split with a hundred people. Come on. Right. It just seems yeah. logical to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And on that point too, about the payouts are right? like the spy. So this week, uh, there was a couple spy contests. I think I ended up in the smaller one somehow. I didn't even realize it, but it was, uh, 1111 entries. It's a hundred dollar buy-in. I got 18th place out of 1111 people. And I five X'd, I got $500 because like Brian said, all of the money was in the top five slots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. Good. No, no, I, I, it is, it is wild of like, and it's another, you know, driving the point home. Like you do really need to be making lineups that have a chance to finish top five to be yeah. profitable long-term. I would, I would say that's exactly right. And don't get too frustrated. Um, easy, easy to say, obviously, because taking top 10 and taking first or 10th is like a lot of luck, a lot, a lot, a lot of luck. And like, I think some guys like take 10th and they go like, mm, maybe if I just made this a little more contrarian or something, <clears throat> maybe I just had one more, if I had Tyreek Hill and his upside, 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 got to take first. And it's like, listen, that's a first place lineup. You just got unlucky. You know, as long as you're taking a bunch of top tens or whatever, it depends on the contest you're in, obviously. Um, But yeah, it it sucks because the, the high, the high payout structures, but yeah. So like even 18th, you know, that's a top 1% lineup. You did your job. You got. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't, don't go too crazy about it. You know, I want to do a, address a question we missed here. If you don't mind in my chat, um uh Jamal Faruqi. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Brick, can you talk about betting theory? I don't I'm not sure what that is. Maybe Peter can think of it, but the second part, I don't really know when to parlay versus two separate bets. So um okay, I need to get I need to with the amount of betting I've been doing lately, I, I need to I need to re refresh my my uh, go back now my my sports betting books and reread them, but yeah, yeah, you always want to do two separate bets. So um, I'm almost positive if you go, maybe I should open a book right now and just test this, but I'm almost positive I'm right. If you just take a, let's say you want to bet a hundred dollar parlay, and you just take one game, put in the hundred dollars, see how much it pays out. Let's just say it's even money, so so it'll pay out two hundred, and then put that two hundred in the next game and pay it out, it'll be whatever, 400. Yeah. So you're getting four to one or three to one. Sorry. Cause you got, you, you're, you're risking the hundred. That's going to be higher than any parlay on any book. Cause the parlay odds are always like whatever nowadays, like two and a half to one or yeah. two, six to one or, or even less. And it depends if it's a money line bet, but you, you know what I'm saying? It's always a ripoff. Yep. So I- if you can, if you can, uh, the reason I think parlays were invented, I always had this in my head. I have no idea if this is true. Was like back in the day, dude's got to go to church, right? So he calls his bookie and he's like, "Listen, I want the Bears, but I gotta go to church. If I win this, put it on the Giants in the second game. I'm not gonna be back. My damn wife makes me <laughs> makes me go to church all day on Sundays. Something like that. Like if you can't, so like if you if you can't get to your computer, is a reason to parlay." Or your bookie or your phone back in the day, 
or no phone back in the day, but your bookie back in the day or landline, I should say. And uh, uh, what, what would it be, be another reason would be um, uh, I can't, there's one more, I think for, well, for a reason. Well, an obvious reason to me is like the same reason people like playing the Millie maker instead of, you know, a $20, you know, single entry contest is because they have a shot at a million dollars. Like if you just go bet the spread or even a money line that's giving you three to four to one odds, like, okay, you can forex your money, but people look at these parlay payouts, you get the ticket at the desk and you're like, holy cow, I can bet $10 on 10 college basketball games and make $5,000. Like people like that idea. So you're just saying people are stupid because- (laughs) Because I mean, it's, it's the playing the lottery, right? Yeah, I know. But if so, here, here, the other reason uh, that I forgot was if it's at the games at the same time, you have no choice but the parlay. If you don't want to bet more than your your stake, like your let's say you're you're set on a hundred dollars, you don't want to bet a hundred and then three hundred on another game. So you want to make sure you win one to bet the other, something like that. Otherwise, if you want a ten game parlay and they're not at the same time, you could wait. Till the game finishes, you always just bet it and then take those profits and bet it in the next game and you'll always get better. And it's funny you say that because I remember I've heard sharp sports bettors say that multiple times and use examples. I believe the most recent one I remember was last year with the Titans in the playoffs and people were like, oh, I want to bet the Titans as a dark horse Super Bowl team. Um, And uh, I don't know if this is the exact same concept we're talking about, but it was like, if instead of just betting them at whatever odds they have to win, say it was, I don't know, 20 to one that they were saying, just bet it on an individual game level each week. Like you just said, and roll over the profits and keep betting the money line each week. And that money line rollover pays more than whatever the 20 to one Super Bowl odds the book is going to offer. Uh, yeah, that's definitely impossible. And also Super Bowl's not like we're anywhere near there. Always have the best odds. So they have like arbitrage opportunities in the same game and a whole bunch of wacky things happen because books um, are scared to take heavy action on one side where normally throughout the year, they don't give a shit. They just copy the market leader and just stick with it. Um, uh, They get scared because the action gets heavy. So like the money line and the spread could be off where they're supposed to match, like be the same probability of winning and all sorts of uh, uh, weird, weird lines and stuff like that on the Super Bowl. So, come Super, maybe we'll do a we'll 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 look at that come Super Bowl time and see if there's a bunch of bets we can put down. Yeah, we should. Um, Spencer did have um, a little devil's advocate. If parlay outcomes could somehow be correlated to some extent, you might be better using a parlay in that case. That's a, a question. Yeah, that that's that's. That's not true still, but it's true, but it's not true. So you like to parlay um, a, a correlated bet. So like, let's say, um, let's say it's, 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 it's uh, really bad weather in Tampa. And so you could bet the under in the Bucks game and the Dolphins game, right? Uh, in Florida, let's say the weather's, there's a hurricane coming. And so the wind's high, it's really bad. You could parlay both of those games and they're correlated the under and you should, you know, hopefully that beats the big something like that. But you still, as long as the games aren't at the same time, you'd still just do the same bet. Just bet the hundred dollars on Tampa when the game's over and you won bet the 300 on Miami, it's still correlated and you don't have to pay the the vig of the parlay. 
the parlay is only for when you have no choice. The games are going at the same time. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and then Jamal did follow up. Um, if the games start at the same time, would that be a reason uh, to parlay? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that then then yeah, the correlation would change. So let's say it's the same same exact time. There's bad weather in the state. You know, there's a whole bunch of other correlations too. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what they're what they're allowing too. I, I I DM'd you this the other day. I'm not sure. I haven't tried this yet, but player prop coral, uh, player props on. They're allowing you to parlay player props in the same game. It looks like on FanDuel and maybe some of the other sites. And so, like obviously, we know as DFS players, QB and wide receiver are correlated. So if you like a QB and a wide receiver, you know you could definitely parlay that uh, the overs or if you hate them, the unders, and, um, you know, increase your odds of – increase your EV. So yeah. you could definitely – you can definitely do it with correlation. Otherwise, um, there's there's pro- there's some other ones too, I think, where, uh, where it makes sense. But just generally speaking, unless you're some, like, sharp looking for all these tiny little edges and whatever, you know, you, you, you shouldn't parlay unless you're just having fun. Trizzy and Periscope says, hey, Brian, I'm in Florida. Please don't jinx us with a hurricane, buddy. It's <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Have you uh, – how is your – so you – yeah, if you guys aren't following Brian on Twitter, at Brian Hooper underscore, he's been posting um, his um, – some of his best bets each night for NBA and then uh, NFL as well. This is like a relatively new thing you've been doing within what, like the past month? Something like that, yeah. I'm like – trying to get better at sports betting in general and I'm building more. Yeah. Like in the thing with the props is I already have it all like set up for DFS. So yeah. I just, like I just had to like do one extra step to, uh, to do it. And so I don't know, I'm sticking with it. The yesterday was my worst prop day since I started posting. Yeah. But before that, like, I think I, I don't know what, I wish someone would track it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, it gotta be like 120, something crazy. 120 units? No, just like 100 wins, 20 losses. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah. Like it, it, they were just super hot. Have you um have you gotten limited at all anywhere yet? I got limited on Bovada, and then I think maybe it was just one bet because I I haven't been limited since. Okay. So that was weird, and then I got limited on. Bet Rivers again for one bet, um, but then that didn't. That, but then everything else seems fine too. So I'm not limited yet. I'm not betting much though either. Yeah. And I'm trying to bet like sides and like a little bit of sides and a little bit of their promos and stuff like that. So they're just so you don't get like flagged as yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, which is what I've 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 learned is supposed to be the best strategy is to kind of like play the game. Are you modeling anything for the spreads or are you just doing it like a gut bet for fun? Um, it Well, they have like those free bets and stuff like that. And so like I use those and they, they, and like they give you points and stuff like that. And so it's just like free, free money. So I just bet them on the sides and I hope those count towards their algorithm. Like, Oh, this idiot's betting sides. No one could be NFL sides, you know, um, this, uh, Paul V in chat. What what book does not have juiced odds on parlays? If you don't mind uh, 
Yeah, Paul V says, not all books juice the odds on parlays. Some price them the same as if you bet both games separately. Um, I, I, I can't imagine why they would do that. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, Marcos is leaving us. He says, I got to go watch my Miami Heat play. Um, have you been enjoying the uh, the NBA playoffs at all? Has the DFS action dried up, or are you still doing showdowns for NBA? Yeah, there's still showdowns. I'm, I'm doing those. He he also asked if I'm gonna be on on the contrary this week. I am not, Marcos. That was uh that was a good show. Awesomeo and Dave and Brian on Saturday. Um, how has your NFL season been going so far? Two weeks in. Cash all right. Haven't pinked anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the showdown king yet. Um, <laughs> just learning. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of luck in the top, Brian. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, the um, have there been any other um, trends or things that you've started to adjust for for this season? Obviously, we've had a ton of injuries. Um, has that been made it tricky for you uh, doing projections? No, I, I haven't even uh, I've even looked at those injuries yet. What um, my I adjust like uh, the well the QBs are the big part, right? So I'm a, I have to adjust and it's a little bit of art more than I'm comfortable with, honestly, uh, <laughs> for these adjustments. Unlike Josh Allen, um, uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Right. Like if you go with their, their projections from last year and you don't, you, know, you don't update them, you know, they're going to show, gar- you know, they're going to show garbage numbers for you. Um, so like I'm, I'm kind of manually, changing some of the the way i do it some of the some of those things and on the team level as well too it's like against a rush defense pass defense you know so those, those are basically all the updates i'm doing and then checking versus everyone else's projections and vegas and be like okay am i way off here and kyler is like in the cardinals are a great example of where like there's so many variables that are different from last year. It's like, okay, well, one, he was a rookie. Now they bring in the best receiver in football in the offense. And then the third big one is now he's rushing. Like his rushing totals this year are just dwarfing what he did last year. So I think that just like probably flips on its head, like whatever you could learn from his stats last year. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, he, he didn't rush that much last year, but he was fast as shit in college. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was. I think people were hoping he would, but it's been really this year where he's just taken off more um, in the pocket in a way he wasn't doing it last year. Right. Yeah, that you know, that is a different. I mean, for, for me, that was just going to be like an up up um, uh, update, like the total team rushing yards, and then suss out the shares from there. You know, because yeah. like, like the Ravens, you take, you take Jackson off that team, their total team rushing yards are not going to be 180 yeah. yards or whatever it is a game. Yeah. Without him on there. I saw Maddox had a tweet like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray now can like, he can pass and he, and now he runs like Lamar Jackson or something like that. I'm like, oh, let's slow down here. Or he's just elusive. Elusive is Lamar Jackson. The thing, the thing that is huge for those guys too, is like, and you see Lamar still doing it and Kyler did it his rookie year where they're like, their, you know, their, whatever their competitive brain kicks in and they're like lowering their shoulders on the end of these runs and stuff. And it's like, now they're, they're getting better at like, you either run out of bounds, you slide 
like you just do not take a hit because that extra yard or two is not worth risking the rest of your season. Definitely. And the, and the defense too has gotten trained. Yeah. Like much better. Like they don't, they don't take those cheap shots nearly as much anymore. I mean, if at all, like even if you go low on the QB, you know, in the pocket, that shit's instantly called. So like they really, they really protect them. Um, Carpentier in the Periscope chat is wondering if you've uh, done any props on monkey knife fight at all. No, I've never signed up for there. Never really looked there. Did you? No, I haven't. I had read some things about the way that they price things being a little predatory for uh, gamblers. But um, I mean, I know they're, they promote everywhere um, and they have kind of like very easy to play uh, games and, and props and, and stuff like that. So I think it's like a good user uh, experience, but the stuff I've seen with some of their rake and stuff on those seem pretty juiced up. Um, so yeah, just, uh, just be careful with that. hundred K prize pools or whatever, or a ton of cash games. Then I look at it. I don't know if anyone knows that, but let me know if, if you do. Um, the, and then there's the other one that also promotes now that no house advantage. I haven't checked that one out either. Um, I don't know about these, these, these sites, you know, what would be kind of cool is if they added them to a bigger sports book. Like a better yeah. bottom or something. Like I want those sports books to get into more of those prop pools. Yeah, those are fun games. Yeah, and they there's no reason why you can't have a million dollar presidential election prop pool. You yeah. know, like like they they have a presidential debate prop pool on going on on DraftKings. It's free right now. Um, but like if you promoted them, you know, and I'm saying proposition here, so. That's what prop means, obviously. Um, so it can be, will the president say China in the debate or something like that, yes or no? So that's a prop bet. And then these pools could get super popular, I think, because people love the 100K prize pools, the 100K to first. Yeah. Willing, everyone's willing, not everyone, but a lot of people are willing to bet five or 10 bucks. And so you could kind of get that sports book user, get his feet wet in DFS style tournaments in these like big ass uh, prop pools. And then we can use, you know, our skill to maybe have an edge there where like we'd know at least how to like use ownership percentages and we could probably predict the ownership percentages if we get enough data from DraftKings. So like that, I, I hope they really start. So I guess I hope they succeed, you know, monkey knife fight and, and I've heard, like, I've seen, I remember, you know, the Westgate in Vegas, they've experimented with some stuff where they kind of have contests that are almost like, um, like horse races too, where, but for NFL, whereas like it, you could do, um, like a trifecta or whatever for the top three highest, uh, scoring quarterbacks for that week. And like, you know, experimenting with like fantasy meet sports betting type games, but they never seem to stick around for whatever reason when to your point it seems like there is a market for some of those bigger pools fantasy meet sports betting type stuff yeah yeah they should definitely be able yeah even yeah even just like the bracketology stuff yeah uh you you could easily get an edge there and they're obviously they're huge in march march madness Siler, uh, who I recognize from some of my streams, he wants to know, Brick, what kind of NFL DFS player are you? 
And I don't know what that means. If that means your style, your, your game selection, but it sounds like he's asking what your DFS love language is. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what that means. Um, I'm kidding. I think he's, uh, I mean, I'll answer for you. You play everything. Yeah. Yeah. I play everything basically. I yeah. like, uh, um, I like taking down GPPs. Long walks on the beach. You said I didn't know what that means, and then you clearly <laughs> knew what it meant. I guess I, I figured it out halfway through. Tyler wants to know game selection. Oh, so no, Canada. Yeah. I thought they have props. No big props. Uh, you uh, comment in Paul V. Comment in uh, YouTube hmm. chat. Let me check this. No big props. Uh. I had even already forgot about that comment and you're like in full fact checking mode. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm obsessed with, uh, with, uh, sports betting right now. All right. Sorry. Contest selection. Can you, can you repeat that question? Yeah. He wants to know like what your game selection is, which we kind of just answered, but yeah. Well, I mean, like I, we said this on a couple of shows ago, I would go to Yahoo and Superdraft. Play yeah. there, build up your role, take some shots at the big tournaments at DK um, or FanDuel. I don't, I like DK more than FanDuel, but I know a lot of other people feel the other way. The um, Wow, Paul's really, really fighting back here. Standard parlays, yes. Do the math, LOL. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I didn't tell you. So, Brian, I dabbled on Yahoo per your suggestion. Uh-huh. Yeah, did you I, so uh, I didn't. I, I built a, a shit team. I actually, when you had showed me your cash game lineup, and I was like, "Oh, my lineup sucks." Um, so I, I need I gotta, to. I gotta stop you. I'm sorry. I gotta stop you. Okay. Go Paul ahead. Polly V, dude, you're wrong. You want to share your screen or something? Um, yeah. How do I do that? You know how to oh, share. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're so ready to dunk on Polly V. You can't remember how to screen, share your screen. <laughs> uh, now I can't find is it this guy. Let's see if this does it. Uh, there you go. Uh, you need, you need to go okay. Is that Obata? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's what we were talking about before. These two minus 110 bets, right? Risk $100. Can you see, Peter? I don't want to. Yeah, we, I got it. No, yeah, go back. Sorry about that. Hundred, Yeah, 100 bucks. 100 bucks, right? So if you add those together, like 180, 182, 182, plus you get your 100 back, 282, right? And then here's the parlay 264. Yeah. All right. Oops. Better Wait, take this out before I. Yeah. All right. Well, you, Paul, have just been destroyed by facts and logic. Um, all right. It's 846. I think it's time we build a showdown lineup. I mean, as people have pointed out, I am not only am I on the heater of a lifetime with showdown contests, this game features my two favorite players in the whole world, Patrick Laird and LaVisca Chenault. Thursday night football, per tradition, Brian and I build a lineup. Uh, I think we bricked out uh, last week, but now that my luck's turned around, maybe I should bring some of it to the Lulz joint lineup. Did we did we not cash that last time? No. 
Man, we were close though, weren't we? Right up until the end. Yeah, we we both weeks. So our first week we had Clyde Edwards Hilaire in our captain and in, in his debut, and then we had we had a Joe Burrow um, lineup, but we had John Ross, and John Ross bricked out last week, so that hurt. Okay. Um, yeah. well, we well, had that Bernard callback and the Bernard callback. Yeah. Um. So I have. I've not taken a look at any projections, anything for this slate. I even have the Roto Grinders extender in here, and it looks like nothing is up. Let me see if they have uh, points up for that. Okay, we got we got some points uh, on my plug in here. Well, these are uh, two winners, huh? What's that? These are two winners. They Jackson, are. Right? Don't. I will not let you talk any slander about either of these teams. Um. Okay. So, obvious, like. One thing I will absolutely not let us leave this show without LaVisca Chenault in this lineup. Other than that, I'm fairly open. Oh, we, we're not going to put your other boy in? No, we will. I mean, so last week, my, my, uh, or on Monday, it was Zay Jones. The field was playing Jalen Richard. I mean, Patrick Laird could be the Zay Jones of this slate. And by the way, Matt Breida the other running back who is kind of competing for touches in that backfield right now is currently on the injury report. And so it's Gaskin, Jordan Howard. And if Brita doesn't go, Patrick Laird will catch a few balls. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So we want Chenault as captain. Chenault as captain could be uh, fun. So last week, Chenault had, he had more carries than targets. He had five carries in four targets and he's been really efficient with those touches. Like if he ever gets more volume, he will explode. So maybe we get out in front of it here. Okay. Yeah. No, I like it. Um. Well, why don't? How about this? We'll do the siege attack. Mm. Backup QB. <laughs> wow, you really want to solo ship this, don't you? <laughs> um, James Robinson is really has really been playing well. He has. Yeah, he's not going to catch a lot of passes, but they're at home and should have a pretty good game script. Yeah, he got over 100 last last uh last week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it, it's going to be popular, but like if, if it keeps going this way, he's going to be way more than 7800 eventually in the showdown. Sure. Yeah, and and again, so the story we're telling in this lineup, I think when we play James Robinson is is a very positive game script for the Jags with the Dolphins playing from behind. Um, you know, Devontae Parker has been a little bit limited. Preston Williams did nothing last week. I saw some people saying he was getting shadowed Um and that might have contributed to it. I think it's Tredavious White, the the good cornerback on the Bills. Who knows? Um, but Williams could be like a nice bounce back if people are just like down on him because Gasecki was the one who had the really big game on Sunday, so he's probably going to be the chalky guy out of the pass catchers for the Dolphins hmm. um, would be my thought. You know, if the game gets blown out, do you think Laird would get any catches? Just, you know, let's say they just give up. Yeah. So yeah, and he uh especially dude, you, you don't have to twist my arm to play Patrick Lair. Yeah, get him get him in there. That leaves us with basically we can play 
Well, we want to be we want to be three, four thousand under anyway. So that's true. Um, so if we are playing comeback mode for the Dolphins, I mean, yeah. I think we definitely should have Fitzpatrick, right? We got to have Fitzpatrick, and then and then either Parker or Williams. I'm assuming. Yeah, and, and we still we should still be all right. I mean, we got Chenault in captain. So what is he going to be a captain like? Two percent owned. 2% captain, yeah, 2 to 5. Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe. I'd like to think I'm moving Chanel ownership at this point, so maybe we get him up to 5%, Brian? Probably are. He <laughs> moved Laird up to like 26% owned that one week last year. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, pre- I, I'm kind of leaning Preston Williams as the more, although this lineup's already pretty contrarian. So who who do you prefer? Uh, did Parker get in? He got in the end zone last week, didn't he? Let's check the game log. He did eight targets, fifty-three yards. That's not bad. He hasn't had the blow-up game yet. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just throw him in there. We can change it if we don't. Yeah. If we don't like the way it looks at the end. Okay, yeah. So doesn't matter who we take here. We're going to be under the cap. So for structurally, right now we're three-two. What do you think? What build? Generally, a four-two is going to be a little bit more unique than a three-three, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, backed ourselves into a corner here <laughs> the chat's already hey this is a hallmark thing about the lineups brian and i built if the chat loves our lineups we have not done our job we need to be having hurt players in here that make you disgusted that's what we do man is he hurt though if we have to because we have to go back and change them he's fine he's been limited in practice he's gonna play he doesn't he sees off the injury designation he's not even on the injury report relax okay yeah he got eight catches last week he's fine that was what today. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, what if we, what if we doubled it up with Parker and Williams with the field chasing Gasecki's big thirty burger game? So that would be a three three, huh? No, a four three. Four two. Or four two. I mean, four two reverse four two too. Which reverse is four two, which less, is, which was how my lineup was on uh, Monday with with right. Bree and Kamara. This will be less. Less contrarian. Not that, not that I think this lineup is in any danger of being duped. I mean, I guess any lineup in showdown is in danger. I, but I will say it legitimately tells a story. <laughs> Every lineup tells a fucking story. This lineup tells a story I like, though. Fifty nine hundred. That's that's uh that's that's pretty deep. How come Lair's name isn't highlighted and all the other ones are? It's bullshit. Roto Grinders hasn't even put projections in for him. Oh man, game go to the game log because he hasn't even touched the ball. Okay, yeah, he, got, he did. He had two receptions on two targets. Week one. Are you getting cold feet after okay. you had talked yourself into the play? Getting cold feet. Um what uh, what about uh uh Kiseki in there? Keep the reverse four two. Wait, that doesn't fit. Okay. Oh, oh, how about that's ultimate contrarian? Go over the cap. Oh, that one. I, I'll call my DK rep and see if for this one lineup they'll let us go yeah, over the cap. They're done updating the CSV for you if they can if, let you go over the cap. If you do want another non-running back pass catcher, Isaiah Ford has been playing well. He had nine targets last week for 76 yards. Receiving, too. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Now, now we're talking possible Duke, though. You think with 3,900? Yeah, we went with 3,900 maybe couple which is fine it's a showdown all right well we could if you want to win 
you know, 300K with Patrick Laird or you want to win, you know, 20K with Isaiah Ford. I mean, it's up to you, man. Is it guaranteed with Laird? It's a guaranteed solo ship. Um, you pick, let, let's go. No, let's go with Isaiah Ford. I, I'll have plenty of Chanel Laird lineups. Um, we're going to go back because Paul V has not, he's not going quietly into the night. For your parlay example, you wouldn't be wagering 200 on the second game. You'd be wagering 190.91. Bet 100 at minus 110, win 190.91. Then bet 190.91 at minus 110 and win 264.46. Odds are the same as the parlay. Hold on. Let me, let me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So you get paid out 170. 173 plus you get your bet back. Three sixty-four. God damn it. He's right. He's dead on right. Then minus one ten. I stand corrected. Paul V gets the W. You can bet as a parlay or individually. So he doesn't give up. Well, it, I, it, and I do think it is, I guess it makes sense in that, like, they just have, I guess they could program it to do whatever, but they just have that, like, built-in calculator where most of your bets, they'll let you string it together as a DJ Poly V in the chat. Um, I know, yeah, I, I'm almost positive, though, not all books do. Right. Even, I definitely even. know the ones in Vegas don't. When, no, when you I, do, no, nothing I noticed about Bovada, like their odds have been getting juicier. Like on the uh, golf outrights this week, like they were like almost better across the board than all the American sites. I wonder if they're feeling the competition and changing their their pricing. Um, did I Paul, tell you? Did I tell you about the hit I woke up to on uh, my long shot PJ Championship bet? Uh, you mentioned I can't remember though. What was it? Yeah, so it's like back in, you know, beginning of quarantine, I, I've mentioned a few times on the show, Matt Jones at Rotoviz does their golf stuff, and he had put out a little call that he thought there was some nice value on the Bryson uh, DeChambeau um, odds for the upcoming majors. So I threw some shekels on it, and I'd logged in to my account, and I saw I had an extra $1,000 in it. I was like, did I have a rollover bonus that just, like, kicked in? And uh, sure enough, I had Bryson DeChambeau at 28-1 to 1 to win the PGA Championship. Nice. Again, all part of this heater, Brian. It's all turning around for me. Wow. How uh, did your wife uh, handle handle it? I mean, yeah, she was she 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 was chill. You know, I think she uh, I think in her head, she just assumes mostly correctly that I'm down that much and I just got unstuck. So it's Uh not like she's victory lapping. (laughs) But at least she's not going to pull the old. uh, Let me guess. You lost maneuver uh, anytime soon, right? That's right. I can now hold this this over her for for a while. There you go. Uh, although, like, if she, d- it depends on how much sleuthing she wants to do, she can go through these shows and she can look at my DraftKings balance when I do the screen share, and uh, she she'll be able to tell if it's uh, if it's all still there. Because unlike the cash out king, it, this isn't a bit. <laughs> I, I never cash out, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Brian. Yeah, final words here tonight here. Uh, I mean, can't believe Paulie V got one up on you, man. 
I know. It's uh it's embarrassing. I haven't bet a parlay on Bovada. I haven't bet a parlay on any site. Yeah. So I stand corrected. Um I, I I could check. I don't know if we have any time, but I'm pretty sure the other sites they're probably not betting. Probably not p- pumping out even odds on parlay. Here I'll, you can field this final question as we go out. Jamal asks, I'm going to ask it to Brian. Is the cash out king actually a crusher? Well, what do you what do you think? I I want I want to hear what Brian says. Are we going to get him on the show still? So yeah, I mean, if you guys are new to the Lulz universe, he we had confirmed booking him to come on. He had agreed to come on. I sent him the Streamyard link, and he said he got busy. These were the kind of questions we were going to ask. He was going to come on the show, and I was going to be like, "Hey man, are you a confirmed crusher?" Um, but he didn't come on, so we'll never know. We'll just nope. have to take his word for it. No call, no show. I didn't see he's getting girls uh, sending messages to him. Did you see that one? No. You my my sort like I haven't been hawking Twitter as much lately. I've been so busy. So my cash out king news source is you DMing me his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> he he's he's uh he's he studies hours and hours of stats, he said today. So I mean if you study hours and hours of stats, I mean how can you not how can you not crush, you know? Dustin is calling me out for drinking from my empty glass at least twice. Uh, I, I still have some ice and tequila residue. Come on. Give me a little credit here, man. Yeah, it's tequila at least. So, yeah. Um. All right, Brian. Uh, we won 300,000 split two ways. Uh, the only way to dupe with a, with a co-manager on a lineup, in my opinion. Um, any other final words here for the good people? No, I have, I have nothing for you. Nothing for you people. <laughs> if I know Brian, he is going to get off this show and immediately start scouring every single book for parlay odds. And then so he could do a tweet that says 95% of all sports folks <laughs> juice their parlay odds at Paul EV. I might. Is that, that or start doing my PGA lineups? There you go. I know I have... Uh, they every sport has gone to the back burner as I've become the showdown. Throw, just throw a couple in there with your heater going. You know, you, you don't think wanna... I should throw a few of the PGA a guys in there? Okay, guys in there. You don't have to twist. Get my money head. to burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn the hole in your pocket. I like you. Sound like my DraftKings rep. Throw a few <laughs> in there. Just throw a couple. In oh there. man, that would be the that would be the best rep. I would just get like, come on, come on, buddy. It's free money. Just bet it. Just bet. It. Just do it. I know. Well, I've heard Davis. I've heard Davis mention his his DK rep, and you know, I've heard the high stakes guys mention their reps. I mean, where is my rep? Honestly, where is my rep? No one does more for DraftKings than me. I'm surprised you don't have one. Yeah, I feel like they they ignore me. They ignore me. I wonder if they're going to do sports books, sports book reps. You would think they would, right? That'll be interesting. I don't know how they're going to handle all this. I want to invite a representative, like a politician from Illinois, on 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 uh, like either on whatever on my channel or on the show, and 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 talk to him and ask him questions on like where's this all going? Because sportsbooks in this weird area of if you do well, they'll ban you or limit you. Yeah. Are you trying to? It sounds like you're trying to replace me on the show with a rep from the Illinois state government. 
No, I'd rather shoot my <laughs> in the face than <laughs> it's just you guys in the weeds talking like legalese about sports betting every week for an hour. <laughs> Somebody should. I mean, uh, someone should do something like that. I mean, like no one wants to, because there's kind of like this um, disincentive for the, the the DFS sites to talk about it because they uh, have links from all their sites and stuff, so they don't want to piss them off. And it's right. kind of to get the sports betting ones because it's so fucking regulated. You have to get like um, you know, finger your fingerprints sent in and stuff like that, and like three years of your tax returns just to hawk their fucking stupid site. And so, you know, they don't want to rock the boat. But, um, I mean, why is the government involved if yeah. they're not going to protect us from getting banned and limited? Yeah, makes no sense. Right? And I just want to hear someone's perspective on that. I mean, and the answer could be, uh, I disagree with that. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Right. All right. That's that's what you, next week I say we try to get somebody on. Uh because like Pete Jennings, he's he's well connected with that state rep uh, in Colorado, Alex Garnett. I want to say is his name. Um, so yeah, we we need to get you uh, embedded uh, within the reps who care about uh, sports betting and gambling in in Illinois. Yeah, I know some. Yeah, you're 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 from your olden days. Yeah, we'll we'll see. One final question here before we go. Jamal does want, and I actually want this update as well. What's going on with the Democratic Party text? Did that chick Andrea ever get back to you? They keep texting me. Uh, I got another one today or yesterday. It's almost always girls, too. I wonder what that's all about. Um, They're playing to your base instincts, man. I wonder if they do that. Like They have the girls text the, the guys. I believe it. Uh, but I, I thought that bit was played out, so I haven't responded. Uh, a bit played out, Brian. Uh, there, in my line of work, that's not possible. <laughs> Andrea never got back to me. I mean, she she did, she did for those two days, and then that was that was as long as she would she would deal with my bullshit. Hi, right, it happens. It happens. All right, guys. Um, as usual, if you'd like to listen to this in audio form, the podcast will go up later tonight. You can search Lowell's DFS in your podcast app of choice. Make sure you are subscribed to Brian's YouTube channel for his forthcoming Illinois legislature sports betting streams. For Brian Hooper, I'm Peter Overzet, and this has been Lulz. time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.